So I open up the front door and look at the stray cat that was sitting on the porch right here. Hey, Polly! Come on, man. I'm looking for a saucer. I'm looking for a saucer of milk like anybody out here on these streets. You know how it is, D. Welcome to the beach, baby. Bro, I gotta say, uh, I'm kind of getting my bearings about me in the Damon Bruce Broadcast Command Center. Dude, I'm very impressed. This looks great. Thank you. You got a great setup. And by the way, your show looks and sounds killer, too. Well, thank you very yeah, much. Uh, welcome to the future. Welcome to YouTube. <laughs> this yeah. is where you're going to be doing whatever the hell it is you and I do now, and uh, welcome. I'll tell you, so as I told you at lunch, broadcasters create special relationships with their audiences. You didn't get a goodbye with your audience, no, and that pisses no. me off. I'm not thrilled about it myself, but that is the kind of general current of the industry. Like, it it's, is. It's pretty, in fact, Damon, I really think about it. I don't know that I can even... I guess Gary Radnich got to do a farewell show, now that I think about it. But nine times out of ten in my duration over there, like you just don't get that opportunity. Which is unfortunate. Because to your point... Your audience wants to hear your final words. I felt like something just, well, there was some movement here. Anyway, There's this guy named Sports yeah. Bane who hangs around here. Sports People think Bane. I'm Sports yeah. Bane, but obviously I'm not. Some point down the road, maybe we'll uncover the true identity of Sports Bane. But that's, again, that's a topic for another time. Um, but no, I wish I had the farewell show, but I'll say this now. Thank you guys for all the years and listening. Might as well do it on the D. Bruce show. It's better than... Uh, Doing it up towards the clouds on Ocean Beach when no one's listening. Dude, it's so good that you are still in a great mood. Yeah. They've not robbed you of your joie de vie. Nah, man, what are you going to do? You know, hey, listen, I look at it like this, Damon, and you totally understand this. You get into radio knowing it could end any day. Yeah. Like I said that to my wife 10 years ago. One time we were at a Giants game. We had this really nice seats, and she's like, wow, this is really cool. Look at these great seats you get. And I go, yeah, it is great, and they are great seats, but just know, tomorrow this could all be gone. Yeah, I tell my wife all the time, stick me with me, honey. We'll go a relatively short distance from here. <laughs> well, you know, I, so f looking at the time I had there with Murph, like, and I can't say enough good things about Brian Murphy. I mean, he's a really special dude who let me do as much bizarro, weirdo stuff that I wanted to do, and he kind of just grounded it you know so mm -hmm. i have a, like a, a tremendous debt of gratitude to murph i love the guy who knows maybe our paths cross again someday I mean, I, honestly you never know like it, nobody knows at this point it could happen yeah. i guarantee you, he makes enough money to be on somebody's dartboard back at corporate <laughs> that's <laughs> just the way it goes yeah um but i really mean it i uh I, I care deeply about broadcasters i care about tradition and i care about people who have had two decade long careers and you're one of those people you deserve to put the particles into the air. And we can't have a 49er playoff run without some poly particles. Well, bro, you know, I, so, got, my, I got my Niner. Let's there just, it is. Let's just go over the wardrobes. So I got my Niner, like, kind of wear this thing every day. And then underneath, I've got Take my, it off. my Dwight Clark kind of the legacy. The legacy series. Nice. So head to toe. You know what I mean? I'm already in the mode. I was sending out tweets last night. I'm like, I know this is probably getting a little bit, like, overbearing. Because I'm not a heavy tweeter, D. Bruce. I'll give you, like, one a day. You are now, son of a you bitch. Know what I mean? You so are now. now. <laughs> well, last night, I was talking to my good friend and... Uh, my confidant, Creative Tony, and I'm like, hey, Creative Tony, question for you, buddy. Is it excessive if I throw two Niner tweets out in the same day? And he goes, no, nah, I encourage it. No. It's like, all right, here it comes. Now here it comes. But I alerted everybody last night that I was already in Niner mode. And that won't stop until kick tomorrow. It won't. It there won't. There have been nights prior to Niner playoff games when I've actually had trouble sleeping, walking around the house. Shout out the 19, 1994 NFC title game. I don't think I slept the night before that game at all. I mean, I was in my 20s at that point, but I remember I was at my girlfriend's house at the time, flipping, flopping. She sounded asleep. I'm flipping, flopping. I'm in the kitchen. I'm eating. And at a certain point, I just said, you know what? I'm out. I got to go. 
It's three in the morning. I'm not sleeping. I'm walking around. You sleep. I'll go. So this is nothing new for me. This is my kind of general revved up Niner playoff mode. I like it. You need yeah, to be in that yeah. mode. It's a big one. And look, we've covered this team a very, very long time together against each other, competing against each other, competing hey. with each other. Yeah. Uh, brothers in arms of the battlefield that is radio. <laughs> I have never seen more pressure on a Niner team to win it all quite like this year. It's a good point, man. Um, well, there was a lot of pressure at different times in the team's history. Like that 94 game I just mentioned, for example, that was vice grip pressure. Right. In fact, I think Carmen Policy told the team in the locker room or told Eddie D, I've heard this over the years, that it, that Carmen said before that game, he just said, gentlemen, the, the job is simple. Beat Dallas or die. <laughs> so that's pressure right there. there but you go. No, you're right. For the Shanahan era. This is it. I expect this team to take the next step this year right now. I mean, they've been on the doorstep. They've competed in the big game. They had a 10-point lead with eight and change left to go. In the and the Cowboys are out. The Eagles are out. The league kind of broke back to them. So. Actually, you know what? Let me kind of work on my own nerves by asking you a question. How do you feel about the, I'll say the threat, potentially, that Green Bay poses? They're legit. Yeah. They're absolutely they legit. They that way last week. The team that started the year and the team that is coming into Levi's on Saturday night are two totally different things. They have hit their stride. They did it at about the 9-10 week mark. And they haven't let off the gas pedal like for a minute. Yeah. They're good. Love is starting to figure it out. It's not just him getting better. It's the team around him. They're a young team. There are less offensive snaps on this Packers team than any other playoff team basically in NFL history Pointing to reach this what, round. Big, big play potential? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No. In terms of that's how young and inexperienced they are. Oh, gotcha. There yeah. are fewer career snaps on this offense than just about any other offense to ever be at this level of the playoffs. Now, the Niners better damn well take advantage of that. Well, I think, again, like you're talking about a rested team, which, you know, you listen to somebody like Dante Whitner talk and he will tell you. The value of that bye week. I mean, you really can't put a price on no. it. Having fresh legs, fresh body, and getting guys like Eric Armstead back in the mix. Like, having him clogging up those running lanes in the middle. I think that's going to be huge. And I really don't... I mean, I'm trying to be objective, as objective as I can be. I think the Niners have more talent on both sides of the ball, obviously. I'll take the Niners coaching staff over the Green Bay staff. But ultimately, I don't see Aaron Jones getting off the way he did last week in Dallas. Like, I don't see Green Bay running the ball effect. Now, they might pop a couple here and there, but I don't think you're going to see their ground game really be able to do what they did last week. And now you're talking about a young quarterback in Jordan Love having to make big plays on the road. And I would say this, if I may, uh, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboy fan base, probably one of the more, I would just say, least impressive fan bases out there. No disrespect, Cowboy Nation, but I'm going to tell you, it was a church in there. In the first quarter, there was no life in that stadium. 27 nothing will do that. It I bet will. you 27 no, no, no. nothing is a quiet stadium no but matter I think where you are. Even Dallas at their very best, like yeah. their fan base, is not going to match what Levi's is bringing tomorrow. Like, I think there's going to be an electrical current running through that place because of what you talked about. The expectations are there, and it, the fans want it right now. Like, we have waited. Niner fans have waited. Two NFC title games for losses, a Super Bowl loss, all in the Shanahan era. And I think you're going to have like some extra hot sauce on that crowd tomorrow. I, I expect that anyway. I really do. And we'll see how Jordan Love responds to that. Anyone ever tell you you should host a sports talk show? I know I got a lot to say, man. <laughs> I, know, I got a lot to say. I know, but I feel like I've held I've held up the D Bruce kind of uh, abode long enough. I should probably just continue wandering down the street. I am looking for a saucer of milk, as I it's, it's, look or other unmentionables. And you guys know what I'm talking about. All I can tell you is that you're one of the best guys in this industry. You are a legacy broadcaster in this town. 
forever. You deserved your goodbye to the audience. It's a shame that you had to do it here and not on the air. Unlike me, who once you let that guy go, you can never let him back on the air. You're a nice enough guy to where you would have been on the air and you would have played by the rules and you wouldn't have burnt the whole fucking thing down. Uh, See, I'm vengeful and mean like that. You're just not like that. Um, You should have gotten your last show. I was deeply offended that you didn't. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get out of here and you are going to get your official goodbye to your audience right here. Switch the chairs. Hold on. Switch your chairs. Switch your chair. You need to take the mic, the main con. You have the con, Paulie. I feel like i got to be in the James T. Kirk, like Starship go. Enterprise chair. All right, so this is what now? My official farewell this to the fans? This is your goodbye. This is your goodbye, your hello, and where people can find you next. You know what I really like? This is nice and trippy, which I am, because like I'm coming forward in the future to talk about something that's already happened in the past, and then what about I might be doing down the road as well. So i got a lot of things in the air here, but I will say this. Especially for the people on Twitter that I've been talking to and reading all so many messages, encouraging messages, just just gestures of friendship. It's all like <laughs> I told Damon before we started recording. It's very very humbling, but it's also it's very meaningful to me to know that we have connected over the years. And like Damon just kind of implied. I would not be surprised if our conversation continues. When that'll be, you're all going to know when I know. But we're working on it right now. When I have something to announce, I'll do it on Twitter. Or maybe right back here on the D. Bruce Show, man. Yeah, man. So, D, thanks for having me. Say goodbye to your people, and we'll do it again, my man. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. Right here. This guy. Yeah.